Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barashi Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Now, no matter how you grew up, if you wore glasses, still wearing them, you'll always be able to find solace that someone out there has the same struggles. I started wearing glasses at the age of eight. You? Uh, Maybe about the same time too. Yeah, we, we start young in Singapore, it's, don't it's we? It's set. It's set. So uh, yeah. yeah, we got to we got to do more, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've got a lot of people who are short sighted or myopic, uh, wearing glasses, contact lenses, and we've got research that shows that Singaporeans spend. $250 million US dollars on prescription glasses alone every year due to its high rates of people with short-sightedness. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. You Back- can make a Titanic with that money. A Titanic uh, movie, that is. You can do all sorts of things <laughs> with that money. Uh, back in 2014, it was also reported that the value growth and sales of eyewear have increased by 9% in Singapore. Here's another huge figure. It hit $137 million Singapore dollars. Wow. So, Lensgard is a leading omni-channel eyewear retailer. They've got good presence here in Singapore. And recently, they have unveiled plans to expand their network of physical stores across Southeast Asia by next year. They're looking at markets like Indonesia and Vietnam by the month of March this year. And these expansions, of course, follow the company's recent expansion in Singapore with the opening of Lenscart's 20th store here. To tell us more about their expansion plans and how tech has helped the company grow in the region, we're being joined now by Ananta Nayak, Chief Business Officer, Southeast Asia at Lenscart. Good morning, Ananta. Thank you, Bharti. Thank you, Elliot, for having me here. It's a pleasure. Now, you're an Indian optical prescription eyewear retail chain based in Faridabad. What has made you want to expand to this part of the world? Sure. I mean, our vision is always to provide eyewear solutions to the whole world, not just in one particular country. But Singapore is, as you rightly mentioned, has had an acute percentage of people having myopia, right? I mean, definitely, uh, as both of you mentioned, from right from age of eight, you're wearing glasses. So definitely, we thought this is a market which has got high penetration of eyewear, as well as people are looking for solutions. It has otherwise been a very traditional eyewear market and we have been trying to disrupt it. What's your footprint like around the world apart from Singapore? Sure. Uh, We are in uh, UAE. Uh, We have stores in Dubai. We are uh, online present also in the US apart from India. Give us more details on what you mentioned earlier, which is it's a very traditional market and landscape and you're trying to disrupt it. What exactly are you doing? Yes, that's true. Uh, Singapore market has been traditionally run offline by retail uh, brick-and-mortar stores. And uh, during the pandemic, I know uh, the pandemic has been longer and harder than anyone thought or envisaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumers are uh, trying to avoid big social gathering and crowd. They're also postponing anything discretionary purchase. During this particular period of time, we thought, how do we help consumers do this essential buying sitting at home? So we launched our app, which has probably one of the very few apps or the only one that I know from retailers in Singapore, that wherein consumers can do uh, check how each frame can look on them during and uh, using an AR functionality. So in an augmented reality, they check each frames on a 3D sitting in the comfort of their own and choose their uh, glasses, choose their frames. 
and that is directly delivered back to them at home and that has been a complete disruption where consumers don't have to go to the crowded malls and pick up their things this is just one of the many innovations we have done the other one if you look at it from a offline perspective we said uh, consumers have a right to check their eyes and we are not charging we are probably the first retailer who said free eye checkup for everybody and on top of it if people buy our product whether they buy it on online or whether they buy in our stores it's a 30 day free return if you don't like it come back return it no questions asked so we have disrupted the market in multiple ways both online and offline just give a context i like the one day you brought up that uh you know checking your eyesight prescription is is a right of everyone as you said just how much percentage of the total bill does it come up to just to get a proper prescription say if i wanted to make a new pair of glasses yeah i mean look uh, there is no one standard pricing that retailers do but sure. it can go anywhere from 5% to 20% depending on what is the overall bill that one ends up with right right i can save some money by nicer frames mm. Mm. That's true that's true accessibility is so important yeah to what extent has the pandemic further changed consumer behavior and needs in your experience yeah on multiple ways right i mean people are now looking at their screens uh, more than before they are sitting at home and looking working on the zoom calls etc as a result mm. of which of course Uh, the eyes are getting further strained so there is a need for uh, uh, glasses which prevent uh, the blue rays from impact your uh, impacting your eyes that one particular part of it second they are more and more accustomed to buying online now uh, i would definitely say that and uh, obviously given that overall uh, purchasing power also has gotten impacted they are very very conscious and more demanding so on all these three fronts i see there has been a uh, macro change and the consumer behavior Wow, actually, I'm trying not to look at my my own computer screen when you start mentioning all that because yeah, my eyesight is affected as well. I mean, do you think that with this sort of trend that we're going through, and 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 especially what you've started, you think brick and mortar will be a thing of the past, or or the maybe the shop size will be heavily reduced? I think it's going to be a gradual change, Elliot. Uh, simply because. Uh, consumers are still used to buying in the store wearing it line etc so i don't think this uh, behavior will overnight change it will take slightly longer than that okay. definitely because in any case most of the singaporean consumers go to the malls at least once a week for their <laughs> dinner and shopping so that really uh, this becomes an additional activity for them rather than a new stand alone for which they have to spend extra time right I'd like to zero in a little bit more on your business expansion plans. We mentioned earlier that you are expanding beyond India, beyond Faridabad. Uh tell us more about what went into deciding where exactly to go. Yeah, fair. I mean, look, Singapore is fashion capital for Southeast Asia. So definitely we wanted to so consumers who are trendy, fashion conscious and that's what the single biggest reason why we, can we win in a with the consumer's heart in a first world market like singapore and that's probably and uh, that's the single biggest factor for making this choice what about uh, indonesia and vietnam i understand you intend to set foot in those countries by march of this year yes sure i mean there is 
absolutely a large population in Indonesia and Vietnam which are underserved where people have vision problems but they don't know or they do not have access to eye checkups and access to affordable quality eyewear so that's where we believe we can impact their lives by giving them affordable and quality solutions in, in their doorsteps Mm. Anantha, I'm curious about the challenges of getting into these markets, especially during the time of COVID. You know, lots of restrictions up and down. Uh, any that you could share with us, the kind of challenges? I mean, look, uh, there are multiple challenges. First of all, getting all the approvals in place because the government offices are not always uh, running in full capacity. Secondly, getting the retail shops in place because most of the time the workforce also gets impacted by covid Uh, that is uh, thirdly the entire supply chains have been impacted across the world and uh, although we own our supply chain end to end that's what makes us make affordable it does get impacted because if sea shipments get delayed so we have been definitely impacted i wouldn't but we have been able to find smarter solutions every time such as a challenge comes up <laughs> okay give me an example of a smarter solution you found in the face of a particularly difficult situation yes, sure. challenge here for example in uh, singapore we put up our own lab or uh, aging facility so we realized that instead of trying to outsource it and try to get it from far away from another country we put up our own lab in uh, kaki bukit which makes the turnaround for customers much much faster so that reduced the entire supply chain time for us and made it the delivery time much faster for consumers so you know let's let's talk about future plans i mean you guys have come up with so many disruptive uh, technology and ideas what else is being developed right now yeah absolutely i mean uh, there is a lot of uh, things in the pipeline how do you make the shopping even more pleasurable how do you give them more choices and uh, in fact how do you make our uh, smart app look at your face and absolutely offer you what is the best frame that you a few sets of frames which make you look good uh, depending on your needs whether it is office for going for office or social parties and or for just shopping so uh, how do we curate and give better and better solutions to consumers uh, just at the uh, click of a button so we are continuously upgrading our uh, uh, technology Uh, to do this and obviously one day the technology will also improve to do their eye test at home uh, but mm. that's uh, uh, that's the vision we have in fact where n- nobody has to move out of their home so it's possible to get your eyes checked from home yeah, uh, or, or at yes, least maybe it, you send a device to me and i put a device on my face or something like that yeah in uh, markets like india we actually send the opticians home to check uh, their eyes Uh, okay. in singapore uh, we are not done that but having said that can we do it uh, via technology is something that we are working on hopefully uh, sooner than later we will have a solution because i don't know i don't know about you bharati mm. but I, i i get worried when i go for an eye check like am i really seeing that clearly am i giving the i mean i've yeah. got to indicate yeah. before the optician can get a accurate yeah. accurate reading right and sometimes if you strain your eyes enough you're able to guess As what it is you can't a bit right yeah so you never know if they're really getting 100% oh, accurate reading this, this technology is very important <laughs> i think <laughs> absolutely now it just, it just helps to make it more more uh, accurate in terms of the hmm. i agree with you yeah for sure now Ananda aside from India I understand you have manufacturing facilities in China as well on that front what sort of development do you see happening i mean first of all tell us why you saw china as a great place to do this and where else you might have to expand in order to put in place all the plans that you've talked about yeah i mean uh, our manufacturing facilities are decided by how close we can be to the consumers right i mean uh, 
mm. having facilities in china does help uh, singapore as well as uh, uh, southeast asia so uh, ob- obviously apart from having the scale benefits it is where the consumers are and how fast we can serve is will be the key decision factor in choosing our manufacturing facilities Great conversation. We've been speaking with Anantha Nayak, who is Chief Business Officer for Southeast Asia at Lenskart. Uh, Anantha, take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you so much, Money FM 89.3. Thank you, Elliot and Bharti. Pleasure talking to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.